Welcome to the Recruitment, Marketing and Sales Podcast. An obsessive focus on marketing and sales is the only way to accelerate your agency growth. So listen in now as we share the latest strategies and techniques guaranteed to deliver you more placements and profit. Well, hello, my friends, Romans, <laughs> countrymen. All I can say is, what a week. Um, probably what a fortnight, really. Um, it's been um, challenging, to say the least, for every single business owner and probably every single individual who listens to this podcast and that we know. Um, we are in very, very weird times. And you might be thinking, I normally receive a podcast on a Wednesday or Thursday, what's happening? Um, and uh, Sharon and I, over the weekend, obviously have been watching the news breaking and wondering exactly what is going on in the world. Um, and we decided to do a series called Handling What's Happening. And we'll do a number of these, and we're going to do a daily podcast um, for as long as we can keep going. Uh, you will still get the classic Wednesday, Thursday podcast. In fact, we have a great one on Retain this week, so watch out for that. Um, and uh, we will be sharing different things to help you, both from handling your mind to thinking about what next, to, to thinking about how can you utilize marketing now, what work can you be doing to prepare yourself as, as you move forward, as you will move forward, as we all will through this. Um, yes, we've had some good news in the UK from the Chancellor um, uh, with with some some level of support, though not obviously for you know, directors of companies. Um, and I'm sure that I know we have listeners from across the globe that that similar things will be happening. I am absolutely certain um, for 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 all of us in how we support our staff, how we you know um, move, move forward to throughout this um, throughout this situation. Um, I, I'm, I'm actually recording this on a Sunday in the office because uh, we've taken the decision that all our team, though we live in a very rural location, we're pretty okay here. Um, there's not many people around. However, we, we think it's in our team's best interest to, uh, to, to work from home. So we've come in to do a bit of planning, uh, look at how we move computers around and all sorts of stuff like that. And I think one of the things is uh, we, we both feel quite blessed. We've done a lot of personal development work, a lot of coaching work over the years to, to enable us to, to manage our mind. Um, and uh, we wanted to share some insights with you. So uh, last week um, for our clients, we ran a, a webinar. And uh, in that webinar, we, we actually shared a, a mental model that we used. We gave some data and information about how the brain processes information, how you can handle that, how you can deal with that and still function on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, and uh, what we've done um, is we have pulled out the audio and we've created a podcast so you can actually listen to this on the go because it's a, it's a really positive uh, webinar. It gives you some information because at the moment, um, the way our brain works is it's in startle mode and it's looking for information. And so unfortunately, one of the downsides of social media is that we end up um, being obsessed with looking at whoever has posted 
whatever about what's going on with COVID-19. Some of which, just a, just a top tip here, some people, would you believe it, actually share pieces of information they haven't bothered to read. So um, it, it is important that it, it's okay. And I would say that, you know, it is fine to keep up to date because we are in panic mode at the moment and we need to process that as well, but we need to process it and we need to have some, some other things to move forward. So hopefully the series of podcasts that we do will help you in listening to something positive, listening to something upbeat, listening to something that can move you forward. So we have a, an audio for you. It's probably about 45 minutes in length um, that will help you in, in managing your mind, managing the thoughts that are going on. And then over this week, we're going to share some different ideas, different strategies that you might want to be thinking about, um, particularly around handling, handling your mental state and also thinking about how you handle um, uh, things with your team too. So Sharon recorded this. Um, the audio will be literally coming in a in, in a few seconds, and uh, and what we will do is we're going to actually put this on a private page. Um, um, I haven't got the URL yet, but um, if you are on our list or you would like to know where the actual you can watch the webinar too, so you can see the slides, then. Um, uh, just drop us a, a note at, at Superfast. You know, just just send me an email, Denise at superfastgroupment.co.uk, um, and we'll give you a link to it. We are going to create, and it's good, isn't it, that that times like this we're pushed into doing something. We've been talking about having our own uh, Facebook group for a while. We have them for our clients, but to actually have an open Facebook group where people can come, we can share information, we can give you some um, ideas and some strategies to help you. Um, we will have that hopefully up and functioning um, within the next um, 24 to 48 hours. So again, we can share, share information there. So here's Sharon with some information that I think you will find really useful. It's a strategy that we've been using for the last two or three years. Our business has grown exponentially because of it. And uh, we hope that it will help you uh, at the moment. So listen in. Today, I want to share with you the mind game model. And this is a practical, simple model that you can use at any time to shift at speed how you are thinking and feeling and the results that you get. And what I want to cover is I want you to be able, by the end of this particular uh, section, to be in a position where you can regain control and feel calm anytime you choose at speed and that you're able to be disciplined and focused and do what you need to do in the coming days and weeks beyond this um, introduction of this model so that you can achieve what you want to and what you need to achieve at any time. And the other thing as well that you will, you will gain from this is in times of uncertainty, we experience a whole collection of emotions and feelings and after this I want you to be able to feel strong, courageous, powerful and positive about stepping up and leading in what is some unprecedented times that we're all experiencing at the moment. So what you're going to learn is 
I want you to be able to understand really at a simplistic level um, why your brain and not the events that you're surrounded by at the moment is driving the fear and uncertainty that you potentially um, and realistically are experiencing. And I want to introduce this model to you that will allow you to regain that control um, so that you, you can choose how you want to respond in any given situation. Um, and then finally, I want you to be in a position where you know how to use this model so that you can use it on yourself to shift you when you're not feeling as good as you want to feel and as positive. But more importantly as well, that you're able to share this, you know, you're able to share this model and support your team to use it so that they can get control of what is going on in their minds right now. And also it's something that you can share with family and friends. You know, this is a really practical model and yet as simple as it is, it is incredibly powerful. And I think you'll see that, you know, by the end when I've shared some examples of how you can use this. Now, why? Why is it important for me to introduce you to this right now? Well, we are living in uncharted territory and some uncertain times. And with so, so much media and misinformation, it's really easy to be at the effect of everything that is going on right now. And there is a huge amount of fear and uncertainty. And you know, some of that is not always based on fact. And as leaders and business owners, we need to be able to be in charge of our own mental estate if we are going to lead and support our team and also, you know, be there for our loved ones and our friends um, because not everybody is going to have access to this information. So I want you to, you know, commit to yourself to use it and also to share it because it can help a lot of people. Thinking then, um, why is managing your mind and, you know, using this model, why, why is it important for us as business owners and as leaders? Well, you know, the reality is that as we're going about our everyday business life and we're leading teams, we are going to experience a whole collection of results. There will be times, let's be honest, when things won't work how we want. And sometimes we might regard that as failure. And sometimes we might think, well, it's not worked. And what are the lessons? Um, there'll be times when we're not sure what do we do. And I have got no doubt that there will be times where um, at points in the days of the last couple of weeks, you know, you, you have wondered, what do I do? Is it this? Is it that? Um, that's only natural. There'll be times when you might have felt overwhelmed, completely stressed, just almost like, I think Denise described it as, you know, we're living in an altered universe because at the moment we are surrounded by chaos on a scale that none of us in our lifetime so far will have actually experienced. And a result of that 
And of all the different things that we experience as business owners is at times we're all human beings and we will fear and we will have some doubt. We'll have some doubt about ourselves um, and about the situation and what is going on around us. It, it is only natural. So because of that, it is so important if we are to succeed on the scale and level that we all aspire to, that we have an ability as quickly as possible to recognize when our minds are running a pattern in a way that we don't want and we have an ability to regain control so that we can shift what we're feeling from a fear point of view into a much more positive, supportive um, emotion where we can, we can step up and lead in the way that we're all designed to lead. Now, what I want to do is, first of all, just give you, <coughs> excuse me, a really simplistic view of the brain. So we're not going to go into lots of biological detail. Don't worry about it. Just stay with me um, because the oldest part of our brain is known as the reptilian brain. And Denise, I think, I think you mentioned when we were chatting about this that finally your biology degree and my applied chemistry degree has, has come into some use. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so that reptilian brain that you were telling me about the other night, um, it's often referred to, according to Denise, as the lizard brain. Now, when we think of the early person, to be politically correct, um, probably known as the hunter-gatherer, the brain for the hunter-gatherer at that time of our evolution was designed for safety. Okay, we were wired in a way where we could spot anything that startled us. And we did that in order to keep us safe. So think about it. Think about, you know, um, the hunter-gatherer person at that time. Our main choices when we were startled by something would be that fight and flight response that we're all familiar with. And we would either flee or step forward into battle out of fear. Now, that fear was driven by some real basic motivations, because if you think about Maslow's hierarchy of need, as human beings, what, what is our basic level of need? It's about food, water, and survival, okay? Now, you think about hunter-gatherer person, you know, if they're startled, they're, they are in a position where they are wanting to fight, to battle so that they have control of the food, the water, the, the territory where the food and water is, or they're going to flee because something might be chasing them because they might be the prey. Um, now, I think, sadly, we have seen in recent days that, you know, this basic human instinct to get food and water so that we're not hungry um, is alive and well. And as you can see here, as well as the fight and flight, you know, that the reptilian brain dictates fear. 
um, and it's also responsible for some mood and some some other mental processes. But let let me just show you a slide that we will probably all have seen either on social media or in real life, because that basic human instinct is alive and well as we know it, um, with all the food hoarding and buying that's been happening. This was taken by um, a previous past client of ours, literally down in Lincolnshire. Um, and it's, it's scary. And um, we've probably all seen examples of it this week, haven't we? Now, let's just go back then to our brain, because luckily, I am pleased to say that humans, compared to lizards, we have evolved. And today, it's recognized, you know, by science that we have three parts to our brain. Um, yes, we've got this reptilian brain that looks after our basic level human instincts, but we've got the mammalian brain. And what that part of the brain is responsible for is our motivations, our memory, the emotions that we have, and some of our behaviors around, you know, how we parent, for example. The final part of the brain, known as the neocortex, this controls things such as reasoning, planning, decision-making, and I'm sure you know that's been operating in overdrive as well this week as everybody's been thinking about contingency plans and how they're going to manage their business in the coming days and weeks um, and months. Now, the reality is that in recent days, it is highly likely that you have been tapping into all three parts of your brain, causing some brain chaos because the brain is being asked to do so, so much, and it's doing it in a state of fear. Now, what happens there is that there's a risk of making some, some misjudgments when it comes to decision-making. Um, you know, for, for example, let's take what's happening at the moment. Many, many people um, are making some bad and poor short-term decisions because of the state of fear that they're in. And they're doing it because they're not necessarily thinking through um, the detail. And some of these poor short-term decisions can potentially have a much bigger impact longer term. And, you know, those of you that know me really well, you know that bad is a word that I, I don't use lightly. And yet my concern is that, um, you know, in, in the bigger, broader world outside, you know, our group, that, that some people will be making some poor choices um, and some bad decisions right now. So that is what is going on. There's, there's some brain chaos. And you might have found yourself, you know, feeling like you've got, you've got a headache um, and you're just not sure what, what's going on. Y your brain's hurting, probably, you might have felt like saying, well, let's, let's just take a pause then. Because it's actually time for you and I to get control back over our brains. And I want to introduce you to a friend of, of Denise and I's. And we affectionately refer to this individual as the stick man. And there you are saying, Sharon, I can't see a stick man. No, you can't. But if you bear with me, um, stick man will be revealed. So this is, this is the head of the stick man. Okay. So 
what we've got here is we've got the conscious mind and we've got the unconscious mind. And at the moment, you and I and all our loved ones and colleagues, we are being bombarded by the media. We've got the TV and we've got the print media. We've got social media. Is your screen time increasing at the moment because of the amount of time you're checking out social media and news channels? Probably. Um, we've got other people's opinions. Now, if, if, like, if like us, you've been checking some of the media, I think, Denise, you were on Channel 4 on Monday night. I was. You were, do you want to share that story about the, um, a little bit about the, minister, the health minister? Yes, I will. I'll have to grab the microphone, won't I? I'm just sitting here. Um, so on Monday of this week, um, as we're recording this, um, uh, and uh, we, uh, uh, we, um, I, I, I was watching Channel 4, and one of the, one of the uh, presenters, I can't remember who it was, was grilling this poor woman about, um, you know, lockdown which is a terrible word to use as well because it's you know it's very it's very emotive word but also was talking to her about so if people go out to pub will they be put into jail which is just like mm, not really the line of questioning that, uh, that that works so you can imagine how people watching that are starting to freak out with all that sort of misinformation that's being given to them Brilliant. And I'm going to come back to that part of the story as well. Um, so what's happening here then is all this information is coming into our conscious mind. And the conscious mind is responsible for that voice in our head and what we are saying to ourselves. And that that voice um, also is saying different sentences as a result of all that information being filtered through some invisible filters in your conscious mind. And what comes out of those filters, let's say, invisibly, is imprinted onto the unconscious mind. Now, the unconscious mind drives feelings and emotions. So let's say you're absorbing all the news, everything you're seeing on social media, you're absorbing other people's opinions, you're taking in, you know, perhaps different, different photographs of information that people are sharing that we really don't know if it's fact or not on social media. All that is coming into your conscious mind. It's been filtered and you are creating some meaning from that information. And then you're saying certain things to yourself about what you think is going to happen and how good or not, not so good things are going to be. That goes into the unconscious mind and it creates some feelings. And we will have all have had times this week when we have been feeling, you know, whatever word you want to use, wobbly, afraid, uncertain, anxious, stressed, all that, all that. Now, what the point that I want to get you to consider here is that you are feeling stressed or anxious and there is a natural inclination to think that that is because of all the external events that are going on. You would think we're, we're human beings. It's okay to feel like that, isn't it? 
Well, the truth is, and the facts are, that you are not feeling how you are feeling because of those external events. It is the thoughts that you are having and the sentences that you are saying to yourself about what is going on that is creating the emotion and the feelings that you've got. Okay, so everything that's going on around us, it's, it's pressing your buttons and you are reacting to that with the different things that you're saying to yourself and that is creating how you are feeling. Um, and based on how we are feeling, we then are responding and we're taking actions and the actions that we take get us different results. And um, if we can help to settle the brain down so that you can shift how you're feeling, that will enable you to then trigger different actions, which will end up with creating some different results for you. Um, now... If we think about, you know, some of what is going on at the moment, um, around this particular model of thoughts creating feelings, resulting in certain actions and then results, around it, we have circumstances. At the moment, the circumstances are based on COVID-19. You know, we're just living in um, a very, very unusual time. Now, this model then, what you have to consider is you consider the circumstances and, you know, th that there could be any circumstances. Consider the circumstances first and then you can then dip into thoughts, feelings, actions and results. Now, let me share with you an example of you know, how thinking influences feelings and actions and results. Just, you know, just an everyday example. So recently in the last couple of days, um, you know, we've been having lots of phone calls and I was having um, some conversations same afternoon following the webinar last week. We did an email marketing webinar and um, it was almost like, I think it was consecutive calls. And one person was saying that <clears throat> as a result of what is currently going on in the current circumstances, that they are going to stop and pause everything that they're doing, everything, um, how they're operating as a business, everything, just got to press, press the pause. And the opposite was true for the other individual, that the second individual um, was going to actually speed up they were going to take some time because they weren't going to be quite as busy and they were going to hunker down and decide and they decided that, right, okay, this is the time that I get all the things that I plan to do marketing-wise in place. This person hadn't been doing any marketing at all um, and they're really wanting to um, develop that. They decided, right, that is what I'm going to do. Now, they recognize that for them, it wasn't about you know, going straight out to market with a really bold campaign. What it was about was getting things ready to go back out to the market when 
things change because we know that the situation that we're currently in it's finite and that things will 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 change and you know it, it will be shorter term rather than longer term for that so you've got two individuals same set of circumstances yet they are filtering and interpreting things differently that's creating a different set of emotions and so their actions and the results they're getting will be very very different so this operates um at all different kinds of levels of circumstances. We're just using quite a dramatic one because that's the time we're living in at the moment. So if, if there is one thing that I want you to take away from this particular session, it is the reality is that there are facts in the world and there are thoughts in our brain. And there is only one that freaks you and I out. And it's not the facts about what's going on. It's our thoughts. Because they're our thoughts, we're responsible for them and we can change them. Let, let me sort of just show another example. If you think about um, you know, the, the whole global economic situation at the moment, what have we seen in the last week? We have seen a collective group of individuals across stock markets, globally, who have also responded to a set of circumstances around this particular virus, and their collective thoughts have then created panic and fear in themselves as a result of, you know, their thinking of what could happen with this particular virus and, you know, the impact on business their actions have then been to go and sell, 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 put money back into the banks, stocks and shares go down, etc., etc. And you know the impact of the financial markets then, you know, globally, you know, has created uncertainty, and governments have stepped in. But you can see the power then. Even stockbrokers, who you know, some of us may think that these are incredibly bright individuals and you know rational. The reality is that they're human beings. And they, they create meaning from what they see going on in the same way that we do. But look at the dramatic impact of, you know, if they're not in control of their thinking, their thinking impacts how they're feeling, they panic, they sell. And, you know, we're experiencing what we're experiencing right now. So, you know, this happens, we, we can all be at the effect of this if we don't know this incredibly important information so you know it, it's it's really common to think that it's the things that are happening around us that are causing our emotions but remember it's not it's it's how we're thinking now take the media you know all the different kind of media outlets are looking to capture your attention and remember that at this point that the brain is danger seeking. It's looking for startling info. So you put yourself in a situation where you're exposing yourself to, you know, the TV, social media, you know, radio, um, et cetera, et cetera. You are going to get startled and the media are looking to capture your attention. They want you to listen. They want you to pay attention. And they will provide a steady negative feed. Now, 
your brain tells you, you need to know what's going on um, because you need to protect. So, you know, your brain will then trigger that, that emotion and, you know, it will paint the worst case scenario. And so as a result, we feel anxious, scared, uncertain, all the kind of feelings that you probably have been experiencing yourself. So in summary, remember, I am going to say it again, and I am not going to apologize because I really want you to get this. External circumstances do not determine your emotions and how you feel. Your thoughts alone determine your thinking and your feeling. So let me give you an example then of how this model works and and how you can use it. So it's really simple, as I mentioned. Um, we start off with a set of circumstances and then we just think about what thoughts are we having around this particular circumstance? How is that making us feel? What, what actions are we taking? What are we doing as a result of how we're feeling? And what is that creating for us? Okay. And I want to give you a real, you know, a, let's say a, a relevant example to um, current situation that we can all um, experience. And you, you can just set out a sheet like, like this, um, perhaps, you know, write it in your book, use an iPad, whatever, but, but, you know, just use something that is practical and workable for you. So the first step is I want you to identify the circumstances that are causing you whatever the concern is that you're currently experiencing. And I want you to, you know, take a journal, take a sheet of paper, take a book. And first of all, just write out on that big full sheet of paper and keep writing until you fill that page. But write out every thought that you are having around the circumstances that you've got an issue with. Okay, just, just keep writing until it feels like the voice in your head has run out of things to say. Okay, now, then... If you've got a highlighter pen, then that's great. If not, then you can circle things. Because then what I want you to do is take this list and review it one by one. And take each point that you've written out and think, okay, is that a fact? So, for example, um, the circumstances that COVID-19 is um, spreading globally. Okay, well, that, that is a fact. We, we know that. Um, now, you can think of all the different information that you've seen on social media and, um, you know, just test. Well, are some of these things actually fact or is it a people's opinion? The fact that, um, um, you know, I don't know, it, all, there's been so many different predictions, hasn't there? Um, the reality is that we, we don't know um, you know, 
let's say how many months this might be. It could be eight weeks, it could be 12 weeks. So we're not really sure on that one. So that's not necessarily a fact as yet because we're learning about this virus because we've never been in this situation before. So, so only circle things that you know are absolute concrete facts, swear on the Bible, you know, in a court of law, etc., etc., and they're the facts. Because you'll then be surprised when you look over that sheet of paper that you'll realise what you thought were facts actually aren't. They're the meaning that you are making from certain things and also their opinions, either yours or other people's. Okay, so that's that's the first step. So let me go through that again with you, because I think it's it's really important that we get this distinction between, you know, fact, fact and fiction, really, and what, what we're saying to ourselves. Thinking about um, another example from this week. You will have probably read on different channels, media channels, that, you know, the the COVID situation could be six months, it could be 12 months, it could plunge us into a recession, sorry, that could last, you know, 12 to 18 months. Well, we don't know. We don't know that. That could be somebody's prediction. It's not a fact because the reality is that we have never experienced this set of circumstances before. So, you know, we can just delete that particular thought because it's it's just it's the media feeding actually, you know, feeding fear. And you know, when you when you're having negative thoughts, of course you've seen now how it's the thoughts that you're having that then imprints the emotion and we react based on that emotion. And you know, literally today um, I'm in a re- recruiter group and it was fabulous because there was um, a particular business owner that, that we know, Denise and I know, and that individual um, has a huge amount of temp work. And it would have been so easy and natural for that individual to have had the thought, oh my God, I'm gonna, my, my business is going to go under. Uh, panic, panic, panic. And, you know, they they would have felt, you know, completely stressed out and probably made some, you know, challenging, poor decisions that would have had long-term impact. However, that individual instead thought, right, okay, the current temp workers that I'm working with, um, where else could I get those individuals work? Or what other sectors might need different kind of temp workers? And I use me and my team skills to pivot and go into a different market. And that is exactly what this individual has done. So much so that actually they've got four new temp workers out in a completely new market. So it it is very, very clear to see the importance of how we are thinking and the need to control that so that we can make really good decisions that will you know have a good positive long-term impact for the business so i want you to go through that list of all those thoughts you have in and just test them are these true facts once you've done that then what we're going to do is take you through this model 
and take you through each step through thoughts, feelings, actions, and results. So from your list of thoughts, what you, you know, choose a thought that you know is fact that you, you want to work through. Okay. Um, so, so some of the thoughts that you'll be having, um, for example, would be what's going to happen to the business? How do I support my team? Um, how do I support my clients and candidates? How long is this going to last? We don't know, do we? Um, will my elderly um, parents be at risk or some friends or a partner? So these are all the different thoughts that you're going to be having whizzing around in your head. So so choose some of these thoughts. You can choose a number or you could choose choose one or two. Then think about and list out how you're feeling. It would be natural at this point to be feeling anxious, afraid, uncertain. And then think about, well, as you are experiencing that emotion, what are the things that you've been doing? Well, you may have been um, panicking. You may have delayed um, some decisions because what you've been doing is pouring over the, over the news. And think about what's happened as a result of some of those actions. It may well be that you've felt you've been a bit like a, a, a hamster, you know, going round in a wheel with, with all that uncertainty. Um, you might have felt that you, you know, you have taken some action, but there's more actions you know you need to take, but, but you're just not quite sure what to do. And so there's been um, a degree of um, inactivity because you've been waiting, waiting to see what is going to go on. You, you've been waiting for more information and you may have started to withdraw um, because you are feeling so uncertain and unsure. And as a result of that, because you've been withdrawing, some of the actions that perhaps you know you could have taken and some of the results you could have got uh, haven't happened in the way that you want. So that is an example of how you can get your current thoughts feelings, actions, and results out about what is going on now. Of course, we want to shift that. And this is how you can do it. Um, of course, the situation is going to be the same. The circumstances are the same. Now, let's say that rather than feeling anxious, uncertain, and feeling fear that you decide, actually, I want to feel calm. I want to be positive. I, I want to feel energized and I want to feel um, courageous and, and I want to feel that, you know, we confident that you're going to come through this. Okay, so, so it might be that you decide this is, this is how I want to feel because I do not want to feel anxious and afraid, etc., you will then clearly know that there are some different results that you want for your business. So be clear, what are some of the results that you want for your business over the coming weeks and months? A, a sensible result would be that you, you want to be taking action that is moving your business forward and that you want to see some tangible results. And that might be that you are able to help existing clients who are still um, recruiting. 
that if you if you can't help them, that you're able to pivot and maybe go into a new market. You might be able to um, even let let's say you're working in a market that's that is especially challenging right now because there are retail hospitality. What about looking for some results that you could get for your business by looking at markets where there is need and recruiters are swamped and busy because there are. Um, we, we have um, you know, a couple of clients who are collaborating because one is completely swamped and the other um, you know, has a team that don't have a lot to do. And so they're going to collaborate and one person needs more resource. And so both businesses can keep moving forward. They can both see tangible results. Their clients are going to get serviced and you want to be in a position where you feel better. And as a result of, as a consequence, let's say, of the results that you're getting, you're going to feel calmer and those around you will feel calmer. So think about the results that you want. So you've started off perhaps with how you want to feel and you've decided these are the results that I want, I want to be getting for myself, my team and my business. So when you think about that, what are the different thoughts you need to be thinking? Because if you continue to have thoughts that focus around uncertainty, that is not going to help you feel calm, positive and optimistic. So if I want to feel calm, positive, courageous and energized, I need to be thinking thoughts such as, okay, so how can I support my clients? How can we, you know, what can we do to thrive through this? I believe we can and we will thrive. We will look for opportunity to add value. We will look for opportunity to lead. I know that people are looking for leadership. Now is a time to step up and I'm going to step up. And you could be saying to yourself that, this is temporary because it is temporary. We do know that. Um, any pandemic, it does have a lifespan. And, you know, that can be between three or four months. We do know that as fact based on past pandemics. OK, so we know it's temporary. So if you are feeling calm, positive, optimistic, you know the results that you want and you know how you now need to be thinking you can then decide, so what actions am I going to take? I can take more considered, timely, thoughtful decisions. I can innovate. I can think of perhaps new um, additional services. So a fantastic example here is um, a recruitment company who are in the education space and they've managed to pivot in literally a week. And they are being inundated with um, requests for online tutoring because they decided what can we do to help the market? How can we keep our teachers in work? And they came up with an offer and they're having a really, really, really super response. So, um, so people can innovate and pivot. And of course, you know, your actions will follow on the back of it. Um, so hopefully what you can see here is how you can create for yourself 
a completely new set of circumstances, thoughts, feelings, actions and results as a consequence of that. So where do you start? Well, you know, start with a piece of paper like this, grab yourself a cup of tea, maybe even a glass of wine, why not, or, or a beer, and, you know, write out what your circumstances are. And then, as I've described before, in summary, go through that list, establish what's fact, and then work through some of your thoughts, how you're feeling, what your current actions and results are, and then work through it in terms of what it is that you're wanting instead. And literally, uh, you you can do this in the space of probably 10 minutes. Um, um, one, one, of the, one of the nights this last week, um, I, I knew myself that I was not feeling quite how I wanted to feel. I sat down, I just sat down with my iPad and um, and I just I just wrote it out, and probably in the space of about ten fifteen minutes, I felt so much different. Um, in fact, I think it was after watching the snippets of Channel Four News uh, that Denise mentioned earlier, um, and I just came away thinking, "Oh, that is it's not good." Um, but literally within about fifteen minutes, I could just shift myself, and I was just so much more resourceful. So I'd really encourage you to take the time and uh, just work through any scenario, situation that you've got um, and how you're thinking and how you're feeling about it so that you're in a much, much more resourceful state. Now, some other things that you can do, you know, in, let's say in times like this at the moment where you, you probably need to just check out some news or go onto the World, World Health Organization website or the government website, go to some good places to find out facts rather than listening to too much social media what else you can do is limit the exposure that you are giving yourself to all the media of varying kinds if you are going to do um, check into the media then what i'd suggest is balance it with doing something equally um, positive things like you might have a piece of music that you know when you press or when you click that that particular track or album on Spotify or you get um, Alexa to play something, that it just lifts your mood. You, know, you play that kind of music. If you love podcasts, you know, what are some podcasts that inspire you? Um, listen to really positive things. If you're someone that loves meditation because you find it really calming, do that. So whatever works for you, it could be, you know, a good friend of mine, um, you know, mentioned to me in, in a message, in a, in a WhatsApp message during the week that as long as she can get out at lunchtime for some fresh air and a walk, that that, that will just keep her balanced and calm and, you know, it, everything will be fine because that, that's just like some, some headspace clearing time. And so think about what is it that you need to do so that so that you manage you and that you manage your mental estate in addition to being able to use this particular model as well. Denise, is there anything that you would add in on top of that? Um, no, 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 I think, um, think, I think we've covered there. the bases there. Um, so I would just really encourage you 
to um, look after yourselves, especially your mental estate, and make it important to work through this model yourself. Um, do it a few times, you know, on different circumstances related to what is going on for you, your business, your own life, your own family, and and share it. Share it with your teams, share it with your family, with your friends to support them and help them. Um, because these are challenging times and this model can make a real massive difference to people. Um, so remember then, take some action, use this and you know, make, make the exercise a routine habit um, for your everyday working life. <laughs>